Hello, pet parents. This is Michelle Fern, host of Best Bets for Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. And wow, great show I have for you today. It's all about keeping your fur babies clean. And there's some amazing products that this line has to offer. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Dyson. The new Dyson Animal Vacs are powerful, bagless, upright vacuums for homes with pets. Air muscle and radio root cyclone technology generates the strongest suction power to powerfully remove dust, dirt, and pet hair from the home or car. To order your Dyson Animal Vac, go to DysonDeals.com. DysonDeals.com to order your Dyson Animal Vac today. Dyson. Music to your ears. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. I am so excited to have for my guest today, Paul Armstrong. He is the CEO and president of EarthBath. Welcome, Paul. Thank you very much, Michelle. Glad to be here. For the very few that might not know about EarthBath, let's tell everybody, what is EarthBath? Earth Bath is a full line of totally natural grooming products for pets, consisting of shampoos, sprays, wipes for general grooming purposes, and specialty wipes for things like ears and eyes and faces. I know you have for cats and for dogs, but you also have for horses. You know, we do. Uh, We have two different horse shampoos. One is a conditioning shampoo, and another one is for fly repellency and things like girth rot and hot spots. It's got citronella and tea tree in it. Are there other animals that can use some of the products that are for dogs and cats? Yeah, we get that question often. So people have small animals, um, you know, things like hamsters, gerbils, um, ferrets, whatnot. And what we generally explain to them is that they should take the shampoo and dilute it. So, you know, take one part shampoo to maybe six or ten parts water and then, you know, use it that way so that it's actually more diluted. People are probably thinking, you know, I've had other shampoos on grooming products on Best Bets for Pets, and they're probably thinking, okay, is this just another one? But I truly think your items are very unique and very special. So for, you know, people that might not be familiar with the Earth Bath line, what's different about Earth Bath than the other products that are out there? Well, a couple things. Earth Bath is really about keeping it simple, stupid. (laughs) Keep it simple, silly. How's that? And it's really about what's not in the product as much as what is in the product. And when I say that, if you look at Earth Bath products, they're all clear. So we don't add any artificial coloration. If you smell Earth Bath products, those that do have fragrances, we use essential oils essences and extracts as our fragrances as opposed to other things that may, you know, smell quite good that people want but aren't necessarily natural. And Earth Bath is really a needs-based line. So what we did is we spent a lot of time talking to dog owners, talking to veterinarians, talking to groomers and studying the market and trying to figure out what needs did dogs and cats and other animals have that we could fill. And so what you'll see in the Earth Bath line are what we call sort of vertical categories of products. We have a full puppy line. So we have puppy shampoo, puppy spray, puppy wipes. We have hypoallergenic line. So everything that's fragrance-free, fragrance-free shampoo, fragrance-free wipes, et cetera, et cetera. The latest addition to our line is actually 
fragrance-free oatmeal shampoo and fragrance-free oatmeal conditioner. What we learned is that there are a lot of dogs out there that really could benefit from the itch-relieving properties of oatmeal, but they also, there's a subcategory of animals that has itchy skin. And so if you've ever been to a dermatologist, the first thing the dermatologist will tell you is cut out anything with fragrance and cut out anything with coloration out of what you're using. So what we did is we took our oatmeal shampoo, removed the vanilla and almond extracts that we put into our base oatmeal shampoo and came up with a fragrance-free shampoo and a fragrance-free conditioner. That's great news because I've had dogs that were very sensitive, you know, very sensitive skin, and they tend to develop hot spots and scabby skin, and just it's just nasty. There's a couple of really, really expensive shampoo out there for dogs that are just it's they're difficult to get. They're not everywhere, and it's great to hear that you have a you know a great product for this because there's a lot of dogs. There's more dogs than you think that have that sensitive skin, isn't there? There really are. I mean, in terms of the shampoos that we sell, our best seller is the oatmeal shampoo. That's addressing itchiness. But also, there's a huge, or probably our second best-selling shampoo is our hypoallergenic one. So it's just exactly what you're talking about, dogs with sensitive skin. So what we've done now with this new fragrance-free line, fragrance-free oatmeal line, is try to bridge that gap. We're going after the dog that has sensitive skin that also may have itchy or dry skin. So there was an underserved population, if you will, that we're trying to provide solutions for. And that's really what EarthBath is all about, find solutions. But you also have a lot of just regular shampoos just for, you know, dogs that maybe don't have special issues, but we want to put more natural ingredients on our animals, you know, and, and on the and the wipes and everything yeah. as well, right? Yeah, we have several. So our, our Mango Tango shampoo is a shampoo conditioner in one. We have a uh, eucalyptus peppermint shampoo that smells really, really good. It also helps repel fleas. Got an orange peel oil shampoo that actually is a natural flea killer. But all of these shampoos, if your dog has no skin issue, you can just choose your fragrance and, you know, wash away. And if your dog does have a particular issue, we offer a natural solution for it. Okay, we've talked a little bit about dogs. What I find really interesting is that EarthBath has a cat line. We think of cats, you know, they take care of themselves. They don't really need to be bathed or groomed. But personally, I have a cat and being a former dog person, I like the idea of cleaning my cat. I just, you know, prior to seeing all your products, I hadn't really found much for cats. There aren't that many cat grooming products out there on the market, or not, none that I found. So let's talk a little bit. What does Earth Bath have for cats? Well, so we have a full line of grooming products for cats. We have actual cat shampoo, if you're truly brave. We have cat wipes in two different fragrances. We have a fragrance-free one, and we have a green tea fragrance wipe. We have uh, waterless grooming foam for cats in both fragrance-free and green tea. And a very interesting point that I think we should be made about cat grooming products is that they are really as much for the cat owner and cat owner's friends as they are for the cat. So as you know, cats do groom themselves, which is what you talked about earlier. But one of the things that happens is that when the cat grooms itself, it leaves residual saliva in its fur. And they've found that residual saliva and dander from the cat actually are what 
cause allergic reactions in humans. And so you're doing yourself, your friends, and your cat a favor by helping wipe off that residual saliva and uh, extra dander, keeps the cat cleaner, keeps your home less, you know, allergen infested, if you will. And so everybody's happier to be around your cat. Yes, it's a very good idea. Now, as I see it, you have the wipes, which is probably the easiest to use for cats. And then maybe the foam, you know, non-rinse. Yeah. And then if you're, like you said, if you're really brave, the shampoo. <laughs> the way to think about it is there's a spectrum of convenience and efficacy. So on one end, you have something that's very convenient, which is the grooming wipes, where you can just kind of wipe out the cat in a couple of minutes but it's not going to be as deep a cleaning as you would get with, you know, the next level, which is a waterless grooming foam. So the waterless grooming foam has a consistency of shaving cream and you kind of rub that on the cat and then towel it off and that cleans the cat. But again, it's not going to be quite as deep a clean as a shampoo where you actually use water and you rub the shampoo onto the cat and then you rinse it off. But it really just depends on, you know, how deep a cleaning you're trying to get and what you're trying to accomplish. A lot of people, you know, if they have a friend that they know is allergic to cats, they'll keep some cat wipes, you know, by the front door, wipe off the cat before the friend comes over, just because it's very convenient and makes the cat look and smell great in a jiffy. Of course, since these products are for cats and cats do groom themselves, they're perfectly safe, you know, because the cat will clean itself afterwards. You know, it's so perfectly safe, no issues. No issues, all non-toxic. Now, I was reading a little bit on your site, and you talk about soap being bad for dogs. And there's a lot of products with soap out there. Why is soap bad for dogs? Well, a variety of reasons. Soap can actually be stripping to skin oils, and dogs need to have a proper amount of skin, you know, their natural skin oils on their skin to keep, you know, to keep it healthy and from getting dried out and itching. So that's one. Two soap actually can leave a residual coating, if you will, on their fur. way to think about that is if you had two tubs side by side, one tub you used a bar of ivory soap for two weeks, and in the bar, uh, the tub next to it, you use a Neutrogena bar, which is a glycerin and technically not a soap. Both of them clean well, both of them suds up well, but at the end of two weeks, the tub that has the ivory, that you'd use the ivory soap in, it would have residual soap scum. And the one that you use the Neutrogena bar in wouldn't. And that's the same idea that happens with dogs. Some of that residual soap stays on their fur and can be irritating and drying to their skin. And uh, lastly, actually, soap will strip off the topical flea applications. Kind of what we were talking about before where the soap goes and can be stripping. And the flea applications are an oil that actually works its way into the hair follicle of the dog. And soap will take that off. So soap is is generally bad for dogs. We actually had, just recently, I was listening to the radio and we were hearing about the tragedy up in Washington state and with the mudslides and we, you know, they were talking all about the dogs, the rescue dogs and whatnot. And so one of my coworkers and I got a hold of a canine rescue unit and just said, hey, you know, can't help but think that you got a lot of dirty dogs. Can we help? And the response that came back was, gee, we've been using a commercial soap, a human basically hand soap on the dogs, and sure, we'd love some help. So we sent a big care package up to keep those dogs clean and not using soap. (laughs) That was very generous of Earth Bath, and that's, that's a great little story. Well, thank you.
You have a lot of great information, not only about your products, but you know a lot about ideas and tips and what's best for grooming them. What is your website again? It's www.earthbath.com. That's like planet Earth, take a bath. Put those words together, earthbath.com. Okay, you have all of your products um, there so people can find out more about them? We do. We have all kinds of information about our products. We've got some Q&A, some frequently asked questions. There are links actually to our blog, and the blog is not sort of a gratuitous, you know, commercial thing. It's really about healthy care for your pet and tips to healthy care. We have a Facebook page. We have 20, I think we're almost up to 25,000 friends now. And again, lots of good information, lots of cute looking dogs and cats, and feel free to friend us and put up your pictures. So Paul, where can our listeners find Earth Bath products? So Michelle, Earth Bath is found in 17 different countries. We are primarily in the United States and Canada, but we have started to grow all throughout Asia, Australia, and Europe. If you go to your local pet store, that's probably the best location. We're also in Petco. You can find us online on Amazon.com. If you go to our website, there is a store locator. Right on the home page, you can put in your area code or your zip code. And also there are links to internet retailers. And if you can't find something there, certainly email us and we'll do our best to find a store near you or connect you with someone that can get you the product. Fantastic. Thank you so much for being on Best Bets for Pets. Thank you so very much for having me. Happy sizing. Thanks. <laughs> I would like to thank Paul Armstrong from Earth Bath for coming on Best Bets for Pets and telling us some great grooming tips. Oh, this is fantastic because especially because there's not a lot of great grooming products out there for dogs and cats that are so prone to making sure that the dogs and cats are bathed with health in mind, you know, so their coat won't be itchy or won't remove their, you know, the oils of their skin that will cause them discomfort. I've used Earth Bath. I think it's a fantastic line. And what can I say? (laughs) Mr. Z and Nikki, while they don't love their baths, they were so clean after Earth Bath. And Nikki is a dirt magnet. He's white. He looks like a mop half the time because he's little and he's white. So he picks up all the dirt. Let me tell you, the Earth Bath, he stayed pretty clean for a long time, which is kind of amazing. And um, the Dennis, I have to get some of those cat products because the Dennis is going to get a bath somehow. He's a cat, of course. (laughs) So anyways, I'd like to thank my guest, Paul Armstrong, for coming on the show, telling us all about the great products of Earth Bath. I'd like to thank my producer, Mark Winner, for making me and my guests sound fantastic. And, of course, the test crew, Mr. Z, Nikki, and Dennis for, well, not yet Dennis, but Mr. Z and Nikki for taking baths and kind of just enduring them. You know, they don't love their baths, but they do love how they feel afterwards, especially with using Earth Bath. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with another great show. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. I'm not much of a reader, but I do wish I were more well-read. There are so many great books coming out. I wish I could find a way to keep up. Audible.com makes it easy to stay well-informed and catch up on your reading simply by listening. Audiobooks from Audible turn downtime into uptime you'll be more productive and become well-read. Now I'm able to catch up on all the great books I've been wanting to read. 
With Audible, I feel smarter. Pet Life Radio listeners, try Audible.com now and get your first 30 days of Audible Listener Gold Membership plan free. And get a free audiobook. Choose from over 100,000 titles. To get this great deal, go to audibledeals.com. That's audibledeals.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Robin Gansert, President and CEO of American Humane Association, the country's first national humane organization, here to tell you about our new show, Be Humane, on Pet Life Radio. Each week, we'll be bringing you the latest news and issues affecting our animal friends, and we'll also be bringing you interviews with Hollywood's biggest animal advocates, here to share tales about their pets and what they're doing to promote a more humane world. Our own highly experienced staff and friends the organization will also join us each week to share what they're up to in the animal world. I hope you'll stop by. Until then, let's always remember to be humane. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Pet <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. Okay, now we've all experienced this, and we have to take our dog someplace, or we want to take our dog someplace, and they get all over the car. They don't stay still. If they're like mine, they chew through the harness, and it's just messy, 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 and not safe. What are you going to do? I am so delighted to have Ashley Bennett with me today. She is the VP of Sales for Pup Saver. Welcome, Ashley. Hi, thank you for having me. I am so excited to have you. Now, before we get into details, and I have a funny story, not so funny, but afterwards it was a funny, scary story about a situation where I did not use a good device like this because it was several years ago and I don't think a Pup Saver was around. But let's tell people first, what is Pup Saver? Well, the Pup Saver is a small dog car safety seat. And I kind of like to describe it as the rear-facing infant car seat of the dog car seat world. It is the only one of its kind. It's been crash tested and you can use it for a dog that weighs up to 30 pounds. To give people, I guess, a good visual of what Pup Saver looks like, it's kind of like a plush car seat for the dogs, correct? Absolutely. In fact, it, it kind of looks like a pillow or a bed. It's very plush. It is made out of a poly blend and it's filled with a poly. So it's extremely soft and comfortable. But that same poly blend actually also provides impact protection in case of an accident. Now, for a lot of people listening, they're thinking, well, my dog's little. He stays pretty much, you know, where he's going to stay. He doesn't move around a lot. Is this something that I really need to think about getting or what? And You've had a lot of customer testimonials as to good reasons why. So why is it so important to look at something like Pup Saver for your smaller dogs? Sure. And um, and just to address that first point, we have had a lot of customer testimonials, but you just never know. An accident can happen at any time. A short stop can happen at any time. And that's actually what happened to my dad. And the reason that he invented the pup saver was because he was in a short stop. He had somebody pull out in front of him and he had to do a hard stop and his dog flew into the dashboard. And really, he was hurt pretty badly from it. He didn't break any bones and he didn't have internal damage, but he was banged up pretty bad. He was limping for days. And, you know, of course, it just made my dad 
dad felt terrible. So you just never know when an accident's going to happen or you don't know when you're going to have to slam on your brakes and your dog will become projectile uh, really at any speed. You just don't realize the, the actual violent impact that a dog can have with a hard surface in a car. I mean, I've experienced that myself just with a short stop. It doesn't even have to be a really hard stop because they're little things, exactly. you know, they're small and they do exactly. bounce around. And they also don't always stay. The other thing is besides accidents, they don't always stay still. They jump around, which is distracting sure. to the driver. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And um, and I think the great thing about our product that really differentiates it is that you are able to use it in the front seat as long as it's installed correctly and you've got your seat pushed all the way to the back. There's no risk of injury from the passenger airbag. So you're able to have your dog right there within arm's reach. You can keep an eye on them. You can reach over and give them a pet on the head if you want to, but they can't leave the pup saver. They're in the pup saver. They can kind of get up and turn around if they need to. They can peek around a little bit, but they're really, uh, they're safely secured inside of there. Well, here's another reason for all you listeners, and I told you about I had a scary personal experience that is kind of, it was scary funny, but it was almost tragic when it happened. I had a little dog many years ago and was heading to the dog park. My dog was so excited about this that I had the window open a little and I had his leash on and I kind of put seatbelts around him, thought it was secure, Uh uh-uh, jumped out the window. And this is on a mountain hill, you know, in hills of L.A. And there's only one lane, you know, each way. Scary. I luckily I was was, you know, I was stopped and I was able to just run out, get him back in. He was hanging by his collar. Just so scary. When I think of what could have happened, there's cars going. It's only, you know, one lane each way. So I think that's another reason why something like the Pup Saver is so fantastic to have because it just secures your pet. Sure, sure. Everybody thinks it'll never happen to me. My dog's so good. My dog would never jump out the window. My dog, well, they get excited. You know, they see a squirrel. They see another dog. They see something and it. It really can keep them from ever having an incident like that. They can just, you know, they can be as excited as they want to, but they're not going to be able to get out of that Pup Saver. Now, let's talk about how Pup Saver was developed. Your dad has been in the automotive industry for several years, correct? That's right. He was actually retired back in the early 2000s. And from the auto industry, he was in the auto industry for over 40 years. Our company, our uh, family's company before Pup Saver was actually the cab tire company, which my grandfather started, his father started back in the 60s. So he's been in that industry and he has a lot of experience. He knows a lot of um, engineers. He knows a lot of auto industry experts. And those are the people that he really called on when he was going to develop the Pup Saver along with veterinarians and also Georgia Tech engineers. And so um, he really did call on all of these uh, all of these experienced folks that could pitch in and help us with the design. Well, so not only is Pup Saver designed with someone who has a wealth of auto experience behind him, but it's also been crash tested, which I Absolutely. don't... I don't know of any other dog car product that has been crash tested. How did you do that? Right. Well, we uh, we went to a facility that's called MGA Research, and they're an independent testing lab. They actually do the testing for infant car seats. And what they did for us was uh, what's called the FMVSS 213, which is the Federal Motor Vehicle Standard Testing for Infant Car Seats. And this is an NHTSA contracted facility, so everything is done just like they would for a human safety device. And so we we have passed this crash test and we passed it going 30 miles per hour and with a 25 pound occupant of the pup saver at that increment. And we're going to keep testing. We're going to keep moving that weight up 
we're actually working up towards, we're hoping 40 pounds by the end of this year, if not by early 2015. Wow. The Pup Saver fits up dogs up to 30 pounds. Is, That's right. Is there something or is it just not as crucial for dogs to have something if they're over 30 pounds? Well, and that's where this moving the the weight up comes in. Every extra pound that you put into any kind of uh, collision simulation test really impacts that device that you're using. Um, It can break a stitch. One extra pound can break a stitch. So what we're really trying to do is keep moving up. But the small dogs, the 30 pounds and under, those are really what we found to be. And these are our family's dogs. The reason that we developed this product was for personal reasons. It was for our dogs. But 30 pounds and under is really where you get into the breeds that are very fragile. They have bone structures that are similar to an infant, really. And so if you think about an infant being strapped into a seatbelt or a small dog being strapped into a harness. They're just at greater risk for any kind of neck injury, a spinal injury, because their bones are just smaller. They're more fragile. That's true. And also larger dogs, for the most part, are mostly going to be kept in the back of the car. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, if you're going to use a harness, you should use it in the back seat always with a big dog. And you should always make sure that you do find one. There actually are some harnesses out there that have passed crash testing. You should seek those brands out for sure. Have you ever thought of developing something for cats? I know there's crates for them, but can you use the pup saver for cats that might behave? Oh, sure. Absolutely. We have uh, we have probably about five that we know of cat customers right now. If you have a cat that will allow them to uh, put a body harness on them, you can absolutely use them in a pup. You can use them. You can put them in a pup saver, I should say. And that's totally fine. As long as the cat will stay still and most of them will, I mean, they get into it and they think it's a bed. In fact, we joke and say that if you have a cat in the house and you bring the pup saver inside, the cat's probably going to be the one that's going to get to it first and lay down in it and claim it as their own. (laughs) That's that's another thing. It's so plush and it's very luxurious, you know? Oh, thank you. But it's also very mobile as well. Right, right. Weighs under six pounds and it has loop handles. It folds right in half because that's the actual design for when it's in a collision or in an impact situation. It folds over on top of itself, kind of like a catcher's mitt. And so that same design helps it to be really easy to tote around and carry. In fact, we've gotten a couple pictures of people that'll have their dog inside the pup saver with its little head popping out of one side, kind of like a hot dog or something. <laughs> oh, because you could also use it to carry the dog. Sure, if you the, wanted oh. to, you can kind of, if they'll stay in there. Uh, if you just kind of think about people putting their dogs inside of a tote bag, we've seen a couple people do a similar kind of thing with the pup saver too. Are there different sizes for the pup saver? There aren't. It's all one size. Uh, you can put a one pound up to a 30 pound dog in the pup saver, all one size. Oh, it's all one size pup saver fits all. That's right. One size fits all. Now, for everybody that's listening, they're thinking, I need to be safe with my dogs. Where can I find Pup Saver? So, Ashley, where can we find Pup Saver? Well, you can go to pupsaver.com. That's our website. And we sell them right through the website there. And we have a couple of other online retailers. Basically, if you just go through Google and say, buy Pup Saver, about 10 places will pop up where you can get them right now. Okay, fabulous. Thank you so much for coming on Best Pets for Pets and telling us a great way to protect our small dogs while we're driving with them. Well, thank you, Michelle. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I'd like to thank Ashley for coming on Best Bets for Pets and telling us all about the Pup Saver. I'd like to thank Nikki, who was a great 
tester. He loved the pet saver. He thought it was, you know, that now Nikki usually bounces all over the place in the car. We, you know, we try to secure him. He's gotten through. He's like magic man, magic doggy, I should say. He's gotten through so many harnesses. I'm like usually at my wit's end and I know, and he's a little dog. He's like 15, 13 pounds and he bops all over. So I thought, okay, I am fingers crossed that he will like the pup saver and he will stay in one spot. And he loved it. He actually got real cozy in it. It was like his little bed and he was, you know, stayed still. It was a first time for him and I was so happy because it's dangerous when he bops around. Dangerous for me as a driver, dangerous for Mr. Nicky because, you know, if you ever stop short, even if it's not an accident, but just stopping short at a light or something, these little guys get thrown. So I was, I'm thrilled to have found the pup saver. Listeners, you can find out more about this segment of the episode on Best Bets for Pets at PetLifeRadio.com. I would like to thank Nikki, my tester, and Mark Winner for making me and my guests sound great. And of course, all you feline and canine and any kind of pet fan that listens to Best Pets for Pets, it's so appreciated. We love our fans. So thanks so much for listening. We'll have more shows coming up. So keep checking out for all new shows. We have so many great things coming up. I'm so excited. And there's always new shows posted every couple weeks, sometimes sooner. So keep checking. Thanks so much. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.